0: Guys, Delerelli, who's the keeper? That's what we've been waiting for. Unbelievable timing on it. The- and it's the Tigers straight away. Guys, Elliott, oh! what a stop! Welcome to the Ultimate Super Coach and Fantasy Sports Show. You are now listening to the Insight Fantasy Sports Podcast.
1: Hello and yes it is. Welcome back to the Inside NBL Show, our weekly preview and it's round 18 now. Um, look, a bit of a funny week this one, only two on doubles. As always, we are brought here today by the Standard Squeeze, Ryan from Astute Newstead and Bonus Bank. I'm the Supercoach Matrix and I'm here with my co-host, the Hamburglar himself, Hammer. Mate, how was your weekend? My
0: weekend was sensational. Long weekend, an extra day on the other side of it and I grew a beard it's gone now but uh I felt like you for the weekend and uh kind of played like you I only had 410 this week
1: <laughs> look I uh I'm a bit offended there um but I tell you what isn't it freeing having a beard like you just walk down the street and you just see people admire you isn't it great being me absolutely I, I was just walking around I just felt like I'm the bearded dragon come, come look at me now but uh Back to reality. Yeah, back to reality, back to work, back to, um, yeah, it's as smooth as a baby's bottom there, I'd say. Um, what about your weekend, mate? You, you fill it out all right? Yeah, look, I tell you what, I think I uh, mowed the lawn and had about four showers through that uh, that event. Oh, right. Um, Queensland is like either you get 90 mils of rain or it's 45 degrees heat at the moment. So it's, it it's fantastic. Out. My my roof is leaking right behind me. So um if you see me slide back, it's only because I want to get hit in the face with some water because of how hot it is. Um but yeah, look, let's uh let's talk some MBL. Um look, we're going to go through the breaking news. We're going to go how, through how we went this week. We're of course going to go through our squeeze of the week. We have still got three more packs to give out this year. Um our round 18 preview, uh but we might just, you know, Tied in with some strategies for this part of the season, and and like instead of reviewing, we'll just go through uh, some of the top tier guys and how they went, or some of the highly owned guys and how they went. Uh, we're of course going to go through our most traded, as we do every week. Uh, we're going to go through our trade and captain thoughts and answering your questions along the way. Let's head into some breaking news.
0: It's time for some news from around
1: the league. Mate, Firstly, the PSA is Thursday, 5.30 p.m. Australian Eastern Daylight Time or 6.30 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time um, with the Cairns versus Tasmania. Um, mm-hmm. But DJ3J signed a three-year contract, which is big for an import Huge. in the NBL, right?
0: Well, first off, he's not an import, but yeah, massive. It's uh <laughs> It's an interesting one. It's also the worst-kept secret. This deal's been coming for a a fair while. But uh, interesting considering they don't have a coach. Like, do you really want to be making that bigger roster moves? But, um, yeah, look, he's been solid for him, and he's at a pretty decent price if he's going to uh,
1: go into next year and be relevant. Maybe he will be the guy helping decide the new coach because he's going to be there for three years. And, um, look, coaches don't seem to stick around for three years.
0: Yeah, pr- pretty interesting one, though, isn't it? Where, um, you know, they're always talking about the roster construction. It wasn't great. Uh, you know, and that, that led to CJ getting fired. But now they're talking about running it back with a fair few of these guys. Humphrey, uh, Trey Kells getting uh, mentioned in bringing him back after he was, you know, on the chopping block early doors. Um, yeah, it's played out pretty... Uh, it's almost been a tale of two seasons for both
1: Adelaide and Illawarra. Yeah, right. It's just been been weird. And like there hasn't been what would I say? Bottom feeders. Like mm. Southeast Melbourne were contenders at yeah. the start of the year and now they're last. Um yep. like the breakers have looked phenomenal at times. They've been great for Supercoach. Um we've been adding guys for the breakers for a long time, but they're eighth, like the Taipans are seventh, like mm. I don't know, it's, it's such a weird NBL season. Like the Jack Jumpers at time looked terrible. The Kings went mm-hmm. and beat Melbourne after losing to basically everybody else. Um yeah. I can't work it out. It is
0: funny though, isn't it, how the real game and the Supercoach or fantasy game sometimes don't translate with who who the, the stars are. Um I think the Supercoach model has done a better job of, of reflecting the actual stars, but if you go back to fantasy, like there were guys who were fantasy studs who you wouldn't pick for your actual team.
1: Yeah, I think um, well, one thing we all missed out was JLA. Um, he was sensational last week. Mm. Massive, oh, and in just just one game, he outscored my captain in one game.
0: Everyone outscored your captain this week, mate.
1: Yeah, thanks. Means a lot, especially coming from you. <laughs> Um, uh, Look, may, maybe we should just head into how we went. And considering I'm copping some slack it. this week, um, I would say my yeah. team went respectable. I had no cotton. Mm-hmm. I had no creek. I had Lamb as captain, which was a yeah. bit of a flop. But I would say excellent yeah. bench play all round with Cheetham, uh Will McDowell-White, yeah. Usher, and Kel kept me in it. Like Clark, Valentine, yeah. and Lamb helped. They were serviceable um, and especially yeah. helped to stem the headache of having Robinson and Froling in my starting lineup. I still moved up seven yeah, yeah. spots. I still had Green Arrows and I'm into 475th. In, I expected a worse well, week looking at my scores. So, yeah, yeah, not so bad.
0: That's good. Mate, I uh, I finished with 410. Um, I captained Creek, which was an absolute blessing because the rest of the uh, squad was uh, pretty ordinary. Creek, Creek, Creek carried me. Um, And that was more by luck than design, to be honest. I, uh, I made the decision before this round to uh, load up on a bit of Adelaide, a bit of Tassie uh, playing the head to head format. Um, I was prepared to throw this week and um, concede and go all in next week. That, uh, I'll probably get this a bit later on that. All those plans are out the window because I somehow managed to win this week on the buzzer thanks to uh, a huge game by Valentine. Um, but, yeah, like four ten. I was really happy considering I was throwing this week pretty much and was expecting to get, like, 200.
1: Yeah, well, I wasn't throwing this week. And, look, you still didn't beat me, so that was true to form. Um, you know what is also true to form? Uh, me losing to the community team. Um mm-hmm. Our community team got four hundred and twenty-eight last week and moved yep. back only four spots into fifty-second overall. Now that was with Bryce Cotton Captain. Uh they had Lamb, they had Gaz Clark, they had Sam Froling, they had Jalen Adams starting. Uh Blanchfield yep. with 38 off the bench. He was great. Gak with Yeah. Gak with 31 off the bench, and then Humphreys and Trey Kell um and Jalen Galloway. Um so hey. Um, Another good week from the community team. Um, Look, top fifties in their sites. I just Mm. have a look. They've only got they've only got two on doubles next week. So there's gonna and we can talk about our strategies a bit later on about where we're at at the moment. But it's gonna be interesting to see what people do. Whether you load up next week on on Adelaide and Tassie players and then slowly move them back out, or you just start Mm. moving towards players on doubles.
0: Yeah, I'm really interested to see what what everyone thinks with this. Where are we taking it? One week at a time? Is this a a three week proposition? Like for someone like our community team, that's really up the pointy end of the rankings. You know, this is going to require a little bit of strategy. This is, um, you know, there's some guys who are going to throw some hail marys here, and uh, you know, and I've been there before. I finished 35th in the old fantasy format once. And I was fifteenth coming to the last round, and you've got to make that call. Do you throw a hail mary and try and get top ten, or do you play it safe and and, and keep where you are? It's um be interesting to get some thoughts in the Discord.
1: And I'm starting to get it in the chat. Like, let's just bring up. Um, look, I just want to call out flying toilets with Cody Statman. I mm. I'm not even joking. If I could spell Statman right, um when I was loading in with two minutes left going into the game, I was probably going to downgrade to Statman. So uh, mm. fantastic call from a flying mm. toilet there. Um, and Corey Blackledge has has good chat earlier on. And, um, yeah, we're going to be answering all the questions along the way. Uh, but this was a really good one. Um, his thoughts are on Todd Blanchfield for GAC, um, but then also Magne, for Bolden, so Bolden out for Magnet, There's sort of, Ooh. you know, a little bit of, you know, going back to a uh cheapy, I suppose, and then yeah. like going to a big pod for this round, mm. um, trying to get back into the top 100. Magne's a pod.
0: Yeah, I like Blandfield too. Look, Gak was disappointing. Like, like Toilet was onto something with uh, with Statman because, look, Southeast Melbourne, you know, they've got the janitor suiting up, man. They're they are so thin that they can't even field a team. Creek, you know, I went with him for the exact same reason as captain this week because they've got no choice but to play him. Statman is going to play. Anzac Restretto played. Uh, you know, the Gak, he got the minutes, didn't produce. Todd Lancefield, on the other hand, he all of a sudden has, A, fallen into favour with Tatum and is getting the minutes, and B, he's producing when he's out there. Like, uh, that price and the schedule running it out, I really like that play.
1: So there's two good. Do you like Magne in for next week?
0: Yep. Uh, look, Magne Bolden's a sideways move with more upside. A- and the reason I say sideways is it's a double this week without many, and we know he's got a massive ceiling. You could He could go big. He could also lay an egg. Um, but you still got to think what happens the week after. Who have you got as a backup centre? They can come in to start. Do you trade him? Do you have enough trades? Um, I love it as long as there's planning around it.
1: No, I like it as well. Sometimes you've got to risk it to get the biscuit. And Magne oh, yeah. is like that high upside, high reward. Um, could also like just ruin your season as well. So uh, yep. I wish you all the best, Corey. I, uh, I like it. Do it. it. I I'd do it. Yeah, go um, big or go home. Yeah, exactly. I um, mean, he's got Froling as a backup centre next week. So, um, yeah, yeah, So sounds, sounds pretty good there. Um, I've got Hump there at centre, so I don't have a lot of flexibility at centre. Uh, but Magna mm. can play the forward as well, so yeah. maybe that'll help me. Um, Helps a lot. Let's go into our squeeze of the week. Um, Aaron from Starling for MVP, fantastic name there, uh, <laughs> with 4.95. And can I say that Aaron's not just a sniper team? He is 99th overall. Um, so fantastic work from Aaron. Um, look forward to getting in contact with you, having a bit of a chat, and um, sending you out a four-in-one or our standard squeeze pack. So uh, that was sensational.
0: Can we, can we check? Does he have Starling in his team? Because I feel like with that team name, if you don't have Starling,
1: everything's void. No, nah, he doesn't have Starling in his team. I did have a quick look through. So Wow. Um, he Ooh. got four ninety five. He doesn't have Starling in his team. Um, <laughs> D- Dave from Do It For Jacket is still holding on to number one, but oh, only by tough. fifty points overall. Um, mm-hmm. Still a couple hundred points in our Insight League. Um, but yeah, there's. I believe the other guy had a boost, and the second guy Ooh. might have something silly like. I think it was something crazy, like 11 players on doubles for the last two weeks already. So, um, mate, he's made some
0: moves.
1: (laughs) Yeah. He's made some moves and Dave, I hope Dave's enough in front this week, um, to move enough.
0: Yeah. You'd hate to have been, you know, out the front, leading the pack the entire season just to be pipped at the post. So, uh, yeah, hopefully we can come up with a bit of strategy and and a few tips to help a guy who's outproduced us all year. I don't know how that works, but uh,
1: yeah, we best. we could try. And um, also, you would hate to be what you were just explaining was Stephen Bradbreed. So, That's um, the one. yeah. <laughs> um. Look, let's have a look at some strategies uh, this week. Um, it might not be too long. I know, like this season, people are starting to. You know, starting to taper off a little bit with NBL. Um, I still love it. I've still been enjoying watching watching the games. Every game's nearly been close at the moment. Yeah. Um, but for Supercoach, do you load up on Adelaide and Tassie players only for them to finish in two singles? You have, to, I think you have to have a contingency plan to get them out. Or do you just start mm. to load up on the teams that finish on doubles, like New Zealand and Illawarra and maybe tank this week? Um, yeah, what's... If you're playing overall hammer, um, I know you've sort of moved a little bit to head-to-head due to the fact that we're in some comps where it's a thousand dollars. It's no real, yeah. Um, yeah, it's no slouch money. Um, what carryout, overall? Right. Yeah, what um, overall would you be doing if you were trying to move up in the ranks?
0: For sure. Look, uh, I think you've got to almost hedge your bets, right? Like, you've you've got someone like let's take do it for Jack for example. The uh, Like, if the other guy's already loaded up and he's potentially not going to have Adelaide this week, this is your week to get a little bit of a, you know, a little bit of separation up there. Um, I I don't know if you'd be bringing Adelaide guys in or Tassie guys in necessarily if you hadn't had them already and been planning for it. Like, for example, I'd already brought in uh, McVeigh last week and I held Humph and I held Trey Kell. I think a lot of guys will have Trey Kell. He's probably going to be a a majority captain choice. Um, But, I mean, as long as you've got maybe one that you can captain on a double, I feel like some of these better players, like a Cotton, a Gary Clark, uh, some of those guys on a single may be better than some guys you're trying to hold out for in a double, like Vasilevich. you know, he scores a lot of points, but sometimes it doesn't translate. Uh, Hump had a shocker last week. Wiley has a ceiling of about 25 that he never seems to be able to get past. Uh, and outside of that, Adelaide don't have much. You look at Tassie. Milton Doyle has, let's call it what it is, it's been a pretty subpar last few months for him. Um, yeah. Jordan Crawford has been as likely to give you 40 as he is to give you negative 2. And Magne, you know, is rocks and diamonds. So I, I don't think it's worth selling, You know, you know, everything, to go big this week if you haven't already got it? What do you reckon? I'm,
1: yeah, I'm sort of in, I'd love to have three, maybe four people on doubles um, this week and then slowly move them out, like move two onto doubles in the upcoming week. And then okay to just have one of these better guys on a single going forward. Um Perth's an interesting one because Perth have a double in the last week. Mm. Um, so I probably won't be trading out. Look, I only have an Usher, uh, but he's been really good the last couple of weeks as well. Um, I'll be trading out Denzel Valentine. Mm-hmm. Um, he's definitely, his season's done for me. Um, he's been serviceable uh, throughout yep. the end of the season after getting him a bit cheaper. Um, actually, no, I paid stupid for him. Don't ignore me. Um, but I'm starting to think whether maybe a Justin Robinson or, or somebody's dead wood. I'm definitely holding, you know, my Illawarra players of which I have three. I'm definitely holding my New Zealand players, which I have two. And I'm going to try and maneuver the other players. Actually, I have three New Zealand players and three Illawarra players already. Um, I'll be looking to maneuver those other guys just to see what I can forward in maybe a captain option from yep. Tasmania and Adelaide. Who would you say
0: is easily playable on a single versus bringing in an Adelaide or a Tassie guy on a double? Like, like for example, is, is a Cotton on a single, you know, is that neutral if you consider they're not bringing in maybe a, a McVeigh?
1: Yeah, I think definitely over a McVay. Um yeah. I think I would definitely prefer Trey Kell on a double than cotton mm-hmm. on a single, but McVeigh is probably the perfect, I suppose line. Um, I yeah. think anyone worse than McVeigh you'd rather play cotton on a single, but I think anyone better than mcVeigh, I'd yeah. rather play Doyle on a double, I'd rather play Kell on a double. I'd probably rather yeah. play Humphreys on a double uh than right. so- cotton on a single. The cotton's that guy.
0: Is there anyone else on that level? Like a lot of guys may be holding on to Mitch Creek.
1: Is Mitch Creek on that same level? Not playing Melbourne this week. Definitely not. No. No, I think him lined up with, with, um, yeah, I really think him lined up with like Luke Travis or somebody like that. Um, I know he's yeah. going to get a lot of shots. Um, I still don't think I'd hold Mitch Creek this week, especially knowing that he's just going. Single, single, single into the next yep. three rounds. All right. So, so you brought up
0: an interesting one with, with holding Usher. Now, I like this, especially with Perth, um, but also New Zealand and Illawarra. If we're talking about these, these guys on the bench that, you know, some of us have built up guys on the bench, you know, on that level that's maybe a Denzel Valentine. Who can we pivot sideways for and hold for the rest of the season? Usher's one. Uh, mcdowell White's probably another one. Yep. Uh, Webster. Yep. Uh, Cheatham. Uh, is there anyone else we should be looking at? Cheatham. Cheatham.
1: He's yep. really good again. He's up and down, but I'm willing to take the risk with the two doubles to finish the year.
0: Yeah, And the opportunities there, he almost had a double-double in the first half and then just kind of went a bit missing, bit of foul trouble, things like that going on. Uh, yeah, so look, they're probably the main ones. And then Illawarra, we're, we're possibly, we've talked about Blansfield. Um, most guys will be holding Gary Clark, Sam Frolling already. Is there anyone else in Illawarra? If you don't already hold Harvey or Robinson, are those two guys we should be looking at?
1: I'm holding Robinson. I don't mm. know whether he's a trade out. I don't think he's a trade out. I think he's just, I've made my bed. I'm going to lie in it. Yeah. Um, but... Mm. I think you can't really go much more Illawarra. I think you're going to have no. to find yourself. Like, I'm going to trade out my Adelaide guys next week. Probably mm-hmm. your Trey Kells and your Humphreys. Maybe start to work towards a. Yeah. I don't know. Work towards yeah. a Cotton again? I'm not even think, sure. That, that I, last I week was like, a few on doubles. Yeah. I feel like for those
0: guys competing, you know, down to the, the wire with your overall, Perth may be the difference. And it's probably going to be in your bench. Because if you think about it, if guys are setting themselves up right, everyone's going to have a Lamb, a PJC, a uh, Gary Clark, a Sam Froling. You know, like it's, it's going to be so much common. And we know it happened at the start of the year when, you know, Cairns had that run. Everyone had a Wardenberg, and they just cancel each other out. I really feel like those last couple of weeks, the bench and your captain choice is, are going to be what makes a difference.
1: I'm actually thinking like I'm looking at the price and I hope it doesn't change too much overnight over, sorry, over the course of the week. Mm-hmm. But Isaac Humphries to Joe Luala Chule, straight mm-hmm. fucking swap right now. They're both yeah. 339K. Um, yeah. Melbourne have a double right at the end. So everybody wants to run Sam Froling at the end. If I have Joe Luala Chule on a double and Sam Froling on a double, I am not playing Sam Froling. I'm sorry, yeah. I, don't know. I don't care how good your season's been. It's Joe Luala Chill.
0: That's, the, uh, that's your point of difference, though. Like it, It's going to be the difference between settling for where you're at when everyone plays that, and that's a good pod because it's, it's got high upside. We know JLA can go for that 52, and we know Sam Froller can go for the 15 that he had this week. So, you know, if you've got that trade up your pocket, I, I don't hate it at all, even if you keep rolling on your bench.
1: Well, having three ha- already having three Illawarra players and three New Zealand players, like I've already got a full starting lineup all around. I'm going to go JLA or somebody like that. Mm. Um, I've already got Lamb. I don't think I'll be trading out Lamb just to trade him back in or anything like that. Um, yeah, I think I've got my captain maybe in a Kel. Um, yeah. I think Kel's
0: the safe one this week. He had 35... 35- Super coach points. And what was really interesting about that, because he was playing well and it, it was a bit of a blowout. If you look at the box score, he only played about 22 minutes, which was odd. He wasn't in foul trouble. Vasiljevic played like 36 or seven minutes from memory. Like, I don't know why he didn't play that much at all. Like his score could have been massive. He was um, on
1: fire. I'm still toying with like having a punt on Milton Doyle this week. I don't know there's just something there I'm 29k short from Valentine to Mitchell Doyle so I'd have to downgrade somebody heck maybe I end up downgrading an usher or someone is maybe I just go you, and
0: is it cheaper if you type in Milton Doyle instead of Mitchell Doyle
1: Oh yeah sorry did I say Mitchell <laughs> sorry these 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 hit different um <laughs> I actually have a mate. I actually have somebody I play uh, NFL fantasy with, Mitch Doyle. So uh, I yeah, think he's right. a writer for the uh, for the Broncos. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm so, feel, sorry uh, Mitch, but enjoy. A I'm shout still out. working on my wife
0: to, uh, to call our next kid Milton, and it's it's not working real well.
1: She's uh, she's I not kinda, buying it. I kind of like it. Yeah, so do I. She's uh, not feeling it though. Oh, geez, that's disappointing. I'll have a chat to her for you. You should absolutely petition. Uh, um, mate, do we want to go through rather than super coach reviews? And we've started touching on some of the players anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's have a chat through some of the biggest, I suppose, points of the round. Um, mm. and the captain of the week was Mitch Creek, wasn't it? Do, take take it from there because you had you a yeah. captain, I didn't own I him.
0: Ah, oh. look, it's uh, talk to me. About it. It's all about opportunity. He, he played the first game against Sydney, and this was a surprise. Like My biggest concern coming in was that, yeah, he'd get the minutes, but Southeast Melbourne are going to get absolutely blown out of this game. It's going to be over at halftime. Fans are going to go home. But uh, they won? Man, this wasn't even close. They were in control the whole game. Creek played the 37 minutes, 31 points, 10 rebounds, 2 assists, 3 steals, he was everywhere they were looking for him it was an all-round complete game and was never in doubt that was uh that was massive and a really nice start to the round yeah
1: yeah um the next couple like it's hard that we probably didn't focus on it because we did think of them as one week streamers but that was mm-hmm. joe luala chul and luke travis with 77 yeah. and 75 they were sensational. They're mid 300s mm. players for that reason. Um, yeah. Honestly, it's only been schedule permitting that we don't have Joe Luwala, Churl, and Luke Travis, isn't it? Absolutely. And and that's sort
0: of a sad thing. Like the way the schedule is, Cairns were so prominent for us with really no amazing options um, outside of probably Taj and, and possibly Miller but. Um, yeah, the schedule really has made a lot of good players semi-relevant this year. But uh, those two, it, it wasn't really like a two really consistent games, was it? Like JLA had no. 52 and then
1: hardly showed up in the second game. They uh, ripped Brisbane to pieces, Jody. Yeah, that was an absolute massacre.
0: Massacre. It was a <laughs> autopsy. They just pulled them apart with absolute precision. But, like, he was good. He came off the bench in that one. They still started, uh, Joe uh, Ariel Harcordi. Harcordi, Harcordi played about 17 minutes, had 15 coach points. But, uh, off the bench, JLA. And, and, look, this is what makes it even more impressive. 23 minutes he played. 33 points, 13 rebounds, an assist and three steals.
1: And he didn't even have a block. The last time he popped He's- up like this, he had seven blocks. He's 2.4% owned and scored 52 points in a game. Like He was a man-child. But you can understand that, right? Like he'd taken the last two or three
0: games off on personal reasons and we weren't certain he was going to suit up, were we?
1: No, no. And look, I felt like a bit of a goober when I was watching him play against um, uh, Rocco Zakarski and like Aaron Baines and just like shaking my head. I was so excited for this one. I just watched Mm. the, what was it? Did I just watch Tassie lose or Sydney lose or whatever? Mm. Anyway, I've just told Elle, I was like, mate, we could finish our fourth if we can win this one. Like, so I've sat down, Mm. I've got my beer, I've got got the kid to bed. I was about five minutes late and we were down 10 and that was about the closest we were the whole game. It was awful. I actually did the dishes rather than finishing, watching the end of this one.
0: Yeah. It was one of those ones. It's just, it's over before it begins, but. What's probably good for you, and it's something that's been a saving grace for my jack jumpers, is that everyone keeps losing. Like, yep. there is so much parity, probably from third through to eighth, that like Tassie have been on a massive slide. We've been losing every game we should win. And for some freak of nature, we are holding on to third position. It's, oh, I don't it's know how. Yeah. Did they win that game where before. I
1: messaged you and said, gee, Tazzy suck at the moment? Hmm. It's
0: it's insane. We knock off every brilliant team and we lose to every shit team. And then we go to, like, double overtime and lose in a Kimby wetter. It's just – it's a really hard time to be a
1: fan. Blood pressure's on the roof. It's rough, but there's there's good NBL games. Honestly, this is probably the year I've enjoyed the NBL the most um, in the last little while as a fan. Um, Yeah. Let's let's just have a quick chat about three point two percent own Zylan Cheatham. Now I have Hold him. Hold on a minute. Just, just just go back a second to Luke Travers.
0: That, yeah, that second game against Sydney, he only played the twenty six minutes as well. Let me. I'll read you out his stat line and Please, and sir. tell me that this does not look like a fifty four point supercoach performance. It, it looks mediocre, but it's just. Added up 15 points, 10 rebounds, three assists, five blocks.
1: Yeah, okay, he's just quietly gone about his business and dropped the 54. Thank you very much. And perfectly got the double double, so got the bonus double double yeah. points. Um, went and got the five blocks. Like, you know what blocks are worth the most out of any counting stat? Let's get that yeah. one. Um,
0: well, it's, yeah. uh, it's a handful, but Jay him- tool in this one. And he had the seventeen Supercoach points, so we we really are at rocks and diamonds with these guys, aren't we?
1: and it's Luke Travis against Luke Travis's defense against Mitch Creek, which had me advising you against holding him another
0: week yeah, which is fair enough too they they match up reasonably well, they're both undersized mobile fours. I feel like they can almost they'll either cancel each other out or they'll both go for a for a bag
1: um, yeah yeah. Mate, back to your point, Zyland Cheetham. Zyland Cheetham, 3.2% owned, 71 Supercoach points. I don't need to talk too much about it, but they after this week, they have two doubles to finish the year. Uh, they, he's 270K now. Um, he has a break-even of two. You might mm-hmm. miss the boat on Zylan Cheetham if you don't add him this week. He is rocks and diamonds. But I think over four games, you're going to get as many diamonds as you do rocks.
0: Yeah, I'd agree. I don't think he's been that bad. He's look, he's one of those guys. I don't call plays for him. He's he's rebounding well. He's had, you know, he's been coming back from a pretty serious injury. Only played the 23 minutes this last game. He was in foul trouble. In that 23 minutes, had 19 points, 11 rebounds, two steals for 37 supercoach points. The opportunity is going to be there. You know, This is a game where a lot of them were in foul trouble. Parker Jackson Cartwright only played the 22 minutes. Lamb's their guy. He played the 33. Somehow eked out 28 uh, supercoach points. I was I was watching this one pretty closely, the Illawarra-New Zealand game, because it uh, had a lot of implications for me in head-to-head, and I was just... You know, hoping every time Lamb touched the ball, it was a turnover. But um, look, and it was could be the play.
1: Every time Lamb touched the ball, it was a turnover.
0: You know what? It was... felt like that. I've got the box score here. How many turnovers do you reckon he had?
1: I don't know. Like, it's just, I, I saw him, like, just drive to the hoop and just get blocked. Like, zero turnover. I just saw him, like, just, mm. he just didn't look himself, right?
0: No. Nah. He was out of it. Only three of thirteen from the field. It was, it just wasn't the dominant performance we saw. He, he had the thirteen actual points, the seven rebounds, but those rebounds just fell in his lap. He was not the dominant guy we'd seen the last few weeks. And look, I've got no doubt he'll he'll bounce back. Um, it was a bit of a hard game to to play in, but uh, yeah, Cheatham's the guy. Yeah, yeah. If, if you've got a guy um, like Wiley, like Cheatham, maybe. And you're not starting him this week. Cheatham may be the go to load up the back end of the season.
1: And you have to do it this week because <clears throat> Cheatham's just about to be priced out of. Like yep. it's harder to find north of 300k than it is to yep. find 270. Yeah, for sure. Um, Absolutely. We can talk about Cotton a little bit. Um, Cotton had a pretty ordinary first game, probably his worst game of the season. Um, and then come good with the oh, 45 supercoach points in the second game.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Look, that first game against Iwarro, again, they, they've kept him uh, under wraps both games they've played this year, which is interesting. Um, yeah. Look, I was had a bit of wind in my sails after that one, having Captain Creek. Um, but, you know, it's always one of those, even watching that game, I was like, oh, you know, I only had nine supercoach points, I think, at, at half time, maybe less. I'm thinking, oh, it's only a matter of time before he explodes, and he, he salvaged maybe twenty one, I think. Uh, yeah, but that second game was, was much more him. He had fourteen super coach points. I remember at quarter time, and uh, look, he padded it late. He he had a lot in the last quarter of some cheapies, but uh, yeah, look, Cotton's never going to have two shockers in a row, is he?
1: Yeah, um, and I just want to have a chat about one more um, mm-hmm. Ben Air. 196k 65 super coach point mm. it's just the fact that there's not a lot of men out there yeah. and <clears throat> ben air was a man like he was
0: Ooh. man that soundbite has gotten so much more air time than it deserved <laughs> this season but he look there are some guys that have held him for the year um you wouldn't have been served too badly. Had that little bit of a, you know, a bit of a lull in the middle of the schedule, but uh, he's been good, and you don't see it changing these last couple of weeks, even if it's on a single. You know, like he'd, he's as good as Taron Armstrong right now, hanging on your bench.
1: Yeah, and I've an got rid of Taron now, but I probably wish I did go to Ben Air there at some stage. Mm. But I suppose due to somebody like Gary Brown still being yeah. out, and. Um... Nice, yeah. Gary. Um, I just look. It's getting towards the end of the season. I've got to, uh, I've got to get a uh, a few of them out there. Um, and yeah. then, like, yeah, to round out, like, we've got Gaz Clark, we've got Jalen Adams, we've got Parker Jackson Cartwright, still all scoring, yeah. and Keanu Pinder, still all scoring about that sixty. Uh, but we expect that, so we'll yeah. uh, we'll move on from there. Um, I feel like we don't nearly really need to do the previews, uh, no. but let's head into chatting, maybe a little bit about tazzy and having a little bit of a chat about Adelaide so tazzy players that you like for getting in this week maybe some <clears throat> captain options um yep. talk to me about your jack jumpers yeah look I think to be honest there is oh
0: there's four guys we should we can talk about right Out Of those four we've got varying degrees of uh Comfort in bringing them in. Doyle's the obvious one, right? He he hasn't been playing well, but he's also been able to impact the stat sheet across the board. Like he's he's had a few games where he's got the halftime and he's only taken two field goal attempts, but he might have five rebounds, five assists. He he seems to contribute, and he he just seems to eke out a score. Uh, Crawford has been in a funk too. Um. The whole team's been a bit funky. Uh, McVay's probably solid. You can probably bank on him for 25. He's got that dual position eligibility, which makes him good as well, and as does uh, Will Magnate. Um, Like we said, rocks and diamonds. What are your thoughts there? They're probably only the four relevant ones, aren't they?
1: Look, I'd probably just throw in, oh, maybe when he was 30 or 40K cheaper a couple of weeks ago, like, Marcus Lee I don't yep. hate it as a center only option but now yep. he's like 60k cheaper than Magne like obviously I'd prefer Magne that's yeah the long and short of it but Marcus Lee's been he's got a three round average of 30 and he's 220k I think he's worth talking about it's just I would rather play Magne Or I would rather play Hump this week than Marcus Lee. But I would have brought in Marcus Lee in preparation last week if Hump or Lee were forward eligible as well. I just didn't bring him in because I would have had him on the bench anyway. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, I like McVay for his price, and I like Jordan Crawford if you're having a punt because he could score you 80 this week or he could score you 40. Probably 30, honestly. (laughs) Yeah,
0: look, he's, yeah, look, you're right. The upside's there. There's games where he's hitting his shot. He carries the load for him and he he chimes in with some assists. Like, I've seen games where he should have had 10, 15 assists and guys just can't hit a shot. But uh, it does scare me that Tassie have been in a funk. Their offense has been stagnant. It's, uh, yeah, look, it's, it's hard to get those assists when no one's making a shot and they're the ones that Doyle and, and Crawford rely on uh, as well as their defense. And the skills haven't been there. The turnovers have been up. Uh, yeah. They're scaring me. I, I don't love it. Doyle's probably the only one. And, and, uh, if Doyle's probably the only one I'd bring in and actually look at as the captain option, uh, Magna is a play and I already have McVeigh, So he's, he's just there.
1: Um, how do you feel about the Jack jumpers lining up against Cairns and Adelaide this week as matchups?
0: Yeah. Um, Cairns and Adelaide. Look, the good thing is that all three teams are still in the mix. So it's not a dead rubber, which you, you kind of get at this point of the season. Sometimes teams that have clinched, so now your Melbourne's and your Perth, who know they've locked up first and second, may start to rest guys. Does that start to come into consideration? Does is Cotton going to rest his legs and not play 40 minutes now they're, where they're at? I don't know. Um, but look, the matchups for Tassie. Adelaide, outside of Humphrey, Humphreys, um, they don't have any other bigs. So with the, the twin towers that Tassie have, potentially an advantage if you get um, Humphrey in, in foul trouble. Uh, and, and vice versa. Playing cans, cans are up and down. They're bigs. We've said this before um, when they've played previously that they're going to try and draw the Tassie Bigs out away from the bucket where they're not as comfortable. You know, when you've got your Wardenbergs, you've got your Menenges guys hitting threes. Um, but then are those guys as comfortable down low? So you really just need to think, how do these teams match up? And, you know, there's pros and
1: cons. Um, and I do the same with Adelaide. Um, look, let's talk about... Adelaide in general, I really like, mm. I would have added Jack McFay last week. He's guard forward eligible. He's 260K. I feel like he's going to get me 25 to 34 yep. every game. Um, Except for when I owned him, he averaged about 22. So that was, that was fantastic. Thanks Jack. Big fan. Matrix. Yeah. Um, but, Adelaide, actually, Rob's punk mentioned didn't Kel get mm. a donut last time Adelaide played Tassie? Got shut down by Doyle?
0: I don't remember this, but it, it does ring a, a bell slightly. We'll have to go to the stat man for this. But um, look, we, we have said over Cody. the last couple of seasons that Tassie's defense is, it, it makes going to Tassie a wasteland for other teams. The, the fantasy or Supercoach scores in the past have been well down for every team. This year, though, they're leaking like a sieve. I I, I haven't seen it. Rob's jumped back in here and he said he got a one. Um, Concerning, I don't know how long ago that was. Was it in the CJ era? I don't know. But it's a different trade, Kel, now, isn't it? Surely.
1: Yeah. Um, I think so. Um, But when you're looking at Adelaide, like, you've got Humphreys, you've got Kel, you've got Wiley and DJ 3J. DJ 3J, I thought that he'd be more expensive as a non-owner. When I look at a three-round average of 42 and the fact that he's only 280K, I think he's only 4.5% owned. I'm genuinely Mm. looking at this and wondering, hey, can DJ 3J outscore um, Milton Doyle? Like Maybe that's a better play this week Um, and and he's 20K Mm. cheaper. Um, I'm going to get either one of them probably out mm. the following week. Um, honestly, that's that. where my head's at. I'm off Wiley. Yeah.
0: I'm so off Wiley. Oh, he's, I had him in my team. And I've gotten rid of him even though he's on a double. He's been so bad. Um, look, I really like that facility bitch one. He'll be, uh, you know, flying high after signing a three-year deal. He's like, Adelaide's my team now. Uh, and, you know, he plays big minutes. Is
1: no one taking DJ time 3J. off in the backcourt. He's 4.5% mm. owned. Yeah. What's Milton owned? How how owned is Milton? Sorry, my computer's spinning. Um, you're sucking all the life out of it, having you on the live stream, champ. Um, <laughs> uh, but there's, there's no one else outside of Humphreys, Kel, Wiley, or DJ 3J. Even downgrading like a Starling or a Kyron Galloway or hunt on a Jason Caddy or a Mitch McCarron. It's not I don't, like a Mitch McCarron no. isn't a Will McDowell wide, is he? Well, the
0: schedule's not there. It's, I, I really think anything from Adelaide and Tassie has to be a one week play and you're not bringing them in unless you're starting them and potentially captaining them. Um, and you're going to need a plan to get them out because after this week, they're irrelevant. We, we really only have three teams, possibly four, if we're talking Melbourne and JLA that, are even semi-relevant. Illawarra, uh, New Zealand, Perth, and maybe that point of difference in that last round with Melbourne. That's that's about all we need to look at for the rest of the year.
1: Milton Doyle is 8.2% owned, whereas DJ3J is 4.5% owned.
0: Well, I think you've talked pretty much everyone into it. That seems like a done deal. We'll see how much... Yeah, um... Um, do... All you have as an influencer. We'll see if that four point two percent changes over the next day or so.
1: Yeah, I'm legit thinking DJ3J uh, now, and we're gonna have a chat about our uh, trade thoughts in a little minute. I thought this was gonna be a short throw, but show. But we're uh, forty five minutes in. Um, maybe mm-hmm. we should look at some of the most traded in and most traded out. Um, in a second, <laughs> just give me a second. Everything's all yeah. on computer. In
0: with uh, the Krizlovich ownership, if if it's one person owning him, that's me still, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, Hammer <laughs> is the only guy in the top five thousand with him. It's actually, um, it actually says that on his business card. I thought so.
0: I'm probably the only person in the entire world that has both him and uh, Bawali Bale still, which was a, a shocker.
1: I love that you said probably. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Look, kiss keep death, talking. Johnny. Like I, yeah, like Marcus oh. Lee's only three point eight percent owned. Sorry, everything is loading super slow on my computer. Let me tell we you a story in. then Let's... while you get that
0: up. I'll, uh, I'll tell you about my uh, my head to head round on the weekend. I uh, I, I was playing uh, against too many cooks uh, in our Insight thousand dollar pool league. And came down to the last game. So I was ahead of him on points, and then uh, he had a bunch of bench guys like Robinson, uh, Pidgeotto, a few of them in that Illawarra game versus New Zealand. Had Lamb as a starter. I, I had no one in that game except for Gary Clark and Sam Froling, but but they cancelled each other out and came down to <laughs> the last game. I was 14 points behind. I had DJ, uh, Denzel Valentine as a starter. He had Denzel Valentine as a bench player, so I needed Denzel to get at least twenty nine to get me across the line. Went for thirty eight for his highest score of the season. Whew. Guaranteed a top four
1: finish now by around next week. So uh, thank you very much, Denzel. Absolutely love it. I um, you you were telling me that on the phone a bit earlier. So um, yeah. you're very excited about it.
0: Oh. It's throwing my plans out. I was I was prepared to throw the round, but uh, yeah.
1: Um, let's have a uh, a chat about the most traded. This is why. This is why. This is why I'm hot. Mate, Will Magna is the most traded in this week. Thirteen point two percent of people are bringing him in for two hundred and eighty k. I like it. I thought it might have been a bit more pot-ish. Uh with uh 13% of people bringing him in that actually deters me more than anything.
0: Mm. I, I think he's a a good play for those who aren't still holding Humphreys. Um I think yeah, like you could bring him in at Ford, but then who are you getting rid of if you're holding Froling and uh you're holding uh Gary Clark. It's We've said all along he has a very very high upside. Um and, and I like it, but as always, you need that exit plan because he's irrelevant after this week.
1: The worst thing for me is, yeah, I looked at bringing in Will Magne, but I've got Clark, I've mm-hmm. got Froling, I've got yep. Chiefham, and I've got Lamb.
0: Yeah, you're not giving any of them up.
1: Nah, not a chance. I'm just only trading him out to trade it back in again, really. Um, uh people are rectifying the mistake of not owning Trey Kell. Um, the chat has been talking about the matchups for Trey Kel. That mm-hmm. was round nine, I think. Trey Kel's a different beast now.
0: I think everything to do with Adelaide's a different beast. Like, c- could you imagine us rewinding, you know, ten rounds ago, and even spending this much time on Adelaide? Even if it was to say how shit they are. Like, they're two different teams.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like. They were the bottom feeders. Remember how much we were ragging out on Adelaide at the start of the week? They were playing doubles and their players were scoring like 30, their best players, uh, mm. over the over the round of the weekend. They were getting pumped. Yeah. Um, now they're, they're great. They're signing people for three years that are on their team. Um, that's a turnaround. Playing,
0: uh, playing guys big minutes. That, that's what you want. You just need that guaranteed opportunity there so you know what you're getting each week.
1: They're pumping Sydney. Pumping them. Um then, then Milton Doyle. Six. Yeah. Milton Doyle, 8.6% of people are bringing them in. I understand that. Um, but I think I've talked myself into DJ3J on this podcast. So you've
0: talked us all into it. Huge pod.
1: Um Jack McVeigh, 6.3% of people. I understand it. I won't be owning him this week. I don't see massive upside, but I don't see massive downside.
0: No, it's it's a nice a nice to do, but look, a McVeigh, look, on a good week, he'll give you 60. You know you've got the potential of saving that trade and, and even playing a Gary Clark on the single, who we know can go for forty to fifty. So, can you do a bit more with that money or that trade elsewhere? More than likely.
1: Um, Zylan Cheatham, two hundred and seventy k, five point five percent owned. That's people scared of the price rise not being able to get him the following week. Hey. Yeah, for sure. Um, Parker Jackson Cartwright, four point two percent of people are bringing him in um, yeah. against Perth though this week. Um, going into the following week, how do you like the matchup for, for Parker Jackson Cartwright in particular against Perth? Will McDowell-White's been playing pretty well. I think that's mm. taking a little bit away from Parker. Yeah. Look,
0: I think it's more of a the last two weeks. Are you going to not have Parker Jackson Cartwright on your side? Uh, who can you just sit on your court the last two weeks without having to make other trades? I think it's something a lot of guys will have. And so it's probably a position you throw to cancel out with everyone else um, and try and find your pods elsewhere.
1: Um, Isaac Humphreys, 4.1% of people are bringing him in. I understand that. You've just got to have a yeah. contingency plan to get him out. Mine would be JLA.
0: Yeah. I, I like that. Um, look, he's it's been hard. And look, I know Hump isn't a, a power forty. He, he's a genuine center. So it's... It's right that he only has the center eligibility, but it does make things a little tricky. Um, but it, it's also inconsistent, isn't it? Like, you wouldn't say Sam Frohling's at all a power forward, would you?
1: No. But then Will Maddenae would... is? You know, like. Yeah. I don't know. I would add Marcus Lee four weeks ago if either Marcus Lee or Isaac Humphreys were a center eligible or a forward eligible. Oh. They really need to,
0: maybe at the halfway mark of the season, just. Recalibrate the positions because Cheatham should be center eligible. He starts every single week at center. You know, in the NRL, there's forwards.
1: in the NRL, supercoach do it really well. In round eight, they change them and then they change yep. them again. I can't remember. I think it's round 16 or something like yep. that. So, you know, in round eight, they're going to fix all their, their fuck ups or yep. not even their fuck ups. Like, if you know, um, Unaffected. if. Yeah, if a if a halfback starts playing at um at hooker due to um you know an injury or something, yeah. um and he's played three games there and it looks like he's going to be there for the yeah. foreseeable future, they give him the duel. Um, I wish they'd done that in NBL Supercoach, yeah. but it's only new. Uh, they'll make some better.
0: but yeah. they used to do it a little bit in the fantasy, not as often as you would have liked, but when you had the actual five different positions rather than just guard forward, like. A guy like Trey Kell, that halfway mark after they moved Mitch McCarron to the bench, you'd obviously have to make him point guard, shooting guard eligible, wouldn't you?
1: Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Jacob Wiley, people are bringing him in. I don't understand that. No, that's that's a faux pas. But my rule is over 3% bring it up. Uh, So Todd Blanchfield is there at 127K. I might even look at him as a downgrade option this week.
0: Yeah, I think he's got enough upside if you can park him on your bench. He's, he's only forward eligible though, isn't he? And we're pretty stacked at forward.
1: No, no, he's forward guard. So.
0: He is. Oh, well, there's yeah. my Bawali Bales upgrade. Thank you very much.
1: Yep, I am looking at getting Todd this week as well. And DJ3J for 288 K. k Pretty good value there. Um, only 160 people, 3%. Um, but mm-hmm. we see that going up after this, pad, this podcast because – I am all DJ 3J this week. Uh, the big dog is on. I know plenty of other people got on Will McDowell White last week. That turned out all right. Mm. DJ 3J, let's go.
0: Hashtag influencers. We really are having a bit of a – we're moving the market, aren't we?
1: Yeah. Let's have a look at who's cold this week. Said, oh, it's cold in here. Look, I should probably shout out Ryan from Astute Newstead. Um, yeah, my boy Hammers Home Finance. I believe you'll find him on Instagram and uh, and Twitter now. Um, mm-hmm. Look, get in contact with him. Slide into our DMs. We can get you in contact. Not only if you're looking at a new house, can he tell you how much you can borrow and what you should be looking at. After having a chat with him with your with your income and everything like that. Um, I had a chat to him just about my current home loan and could he save me money and um, save me a couple hundred bucks a month, um, which you know, with interest rates going up, I really appreciate it. Um, yeah, so it helps me uh, do a few more things that I enjoy with an extra couple hundred bucks. And it didn't cost me anything to go to him. Um, he just found me a different lender um, and set me all up. It my Actually, my first home loan didn't have an offset that I really wanted. He got me an offset and saved me a couple hundred bucks a month. So, um, yeah, shout mm. out to Hammer. Uh, fantastic with that. And that's like... That's actually not like a, a plug, and that's not anything that I'm actually supposed to read. I actually went to him, and he helped me out that way. and we met him through doing things like that, he became a fan of the podcast and, um, and started sponsoring us. So um, yeah, the actual true story, like no- Do you take into account your um, podcast income. <laughs> he actually didn't because i didn't podcast when i went to it but he started listening ah. to the uh to the podcast afterwards so. since
0: since we've grown to 1600 subscribers you should go and uh get reassessed mate your, your borrowing capacity is probably through the roof now
1: yeah i can't wait i might be able to get the roof fixed it's leaking so uh <laughs> um Thoughts mate and temp Ten percent of people are trading out Jalen Adams. Eight percent of people are trading out Denzel Valentine. That is with the way that they've been playing, um, just schedule related. They've been great. Yeah. Thanks. It's, thanks for coming.
0: Absolutely. You know your, your services have been uh, very well received. But yeah, hundred percent scheduled. They've they've done what they had to do. It, but there's a lot of cash to hold there, isn't it? That you can be spending. Uh either bringing in, you know, almost a sideways move from Valentine to DJ three J this week or starting to prep for those final rounds. Uh, even if that means downgrading and, and banking a little cash to, to get one of those big dogs for the uh the last couple of rounds.
1: And another big dog, big dog, little dog that people are yeah, trading out who... of is Bryce Cotton. Seven point one percent. A four hundred and fifty seven K is just hard yeah. to hold someone with two singles in a row.
0: It is, but I also don't think it's critical that you do it this week. It's a really hard one. Like, with so many teams on singles, if you're going to hold him, these two rounds aren't that bad to do it. Like, I think it can be done. um, But if you are spending those funds elsewhere, you know, all, all good, but you may want to be bringing back those last couple of doubles, right?
1: Well, it's only the one double love. coming up. It's two just the love. last one. But you did ask me who could I play on a single, and the answer is Bryce Cotton, Barner. Yeah, he is him. Um, Sam Froling. Um, people trading him out. I do not understand that. Uh, I know mm. he was pretty ordinary over the weekend. Um, it's not a pod over two games. Sam Froling's going to outscore basically anyone there is nobody center eligible yeah. from New Zealand that you can hold Sam froling is must have if you're trading yeah. out Sam froling this week reverse your trade this is wrong 100%
0: there really is no alternative at center until the very last round when JLA comes in or you may think about Pinder but yeah, that's it these next couple of rounds um Look, I don't think Hump went for like eight last round or something or 16 over yeah. both games, something like that. Um, yeah, you're right, man. Rollings must own, and you can massage. Even if you're bringing in someone else at centre this week, you can move him to the power forward. He's, he's got that luxury.
1: Um, Jordan Hunter, people are just trading him out due to the schedule as well. Yeah, you been a great servant to the team. Uh, you were cheaper than 200K. Now you're 265K. Not only did you make us money, you also got us a lot of points. Thanks, Jordan.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, he's he's writing a book or something. In, in sci-fi. He's uh, he's a bit of a cool cat.
1: Huh. I'll read that. Yeah. I'm um I'm a bit of a uh, I'm a bit of a nerd myself. Yeah,
0: maybe it was a um, screenplay
1: or something like. That. Yeah, I'm going to google it after this. Um mm. a colleague, 155k people trading him out. I mean, sure.
0: Whatever cans are cooked. I mean, for that kind of coin, are you have you got extra cash to upgrade? Are you downgrading to save cash elsewhere?
1: I I don't know. There's to me, it's it's not even worth going down to Blanchfield because you're not making that much money. Like,
0: no, only if you've got a luxury trade, really. But you know, sometimes if you've got that trade, do it. I've been waiting for a luxury trade for half the season to get rid of my couple of duds, but uh, it, it just hasn't come.
1: My luxury trade was Taron Armstrong to Will McDowell White last week. So, luxurious. I like it. Yeah. Uh, Jalen Galloway, 4.1% of people are getting off that, um, I suppose train that's heading towards a bridge and there's like the bridge isn't finished or something. I don't know. He's 154K now. That's a mess. 100%.
0: Roadrunner's underneath that bridge, about to blow it up with a ton of TNT. He's, uh, Hang on, where has DJ Hope been all season? He's played, what, five games?
1: That's got to oh, be one of the awful. most
0: disappointing parts of the year.
1: He might come back for actual finals and revive the Sydney team. I can see them making it. Like, I don't see them getting knocked out in the first round, Sydney.
0: I don't see them making finals.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I think they'll limp through. Possibly. Brisbane's there. I'll tell you that for mm. free. They'll beat them. Um Taryn Armstrong, 185k, 3.3% of people are getting off that. Thank you, Taryn.
0: Yeah. I think it's um probably what you did. It's that sideways move to Will McDowell White, schedule upside. Look, Taron's had a solid rookie season. Wasn't as great but- as we thought, but we were probably ambitious and probably unfair to him with the expectations we had and He'll be a very solid pick at that price next year.
1: Yeah. And like he's not going to the draft or anything like that. I think he's going to be a great NBL player for years to come. Yeah.
0: And I think Cairns will be able to, you know, construct their roster knowing what they have. You know, you can sit him at point guard next to, you know, a really good combo guard. You don't have to bring in that extra point guard for, for reassurance,
1: you know, or, or insurance next time. Um, Keanu Pinder, people are getting off that. That's maybe Perth going through a couple of singles. Uh, Pinder yeah. was great this week, he was in top 10 players. so and he's yep. only 289k.
0: Yeah, it's, it's just that- not the same Pinder that we had in Cairns, but I think we understand that now, and we're comfortable with his price and with what he's producing, that we know what it is now.
1: But, like, I feel like it's a bit rough on Pinder that we're, like, talking about the sensational week that Zylan Cheatham had. He's hmm. 10K cheaper. Yes, he scored 10 more points. And then, like, Pinder, uh, Pinder scored 60 points for the week. And we're like, yeah, he was all right.
0: Yeah. But but Cheatham also didn't start the
1: season at 450K. So, uh, yeah. How the mighty have fallen. Um, and Mitch Craig, 2.7% uh, of people are getting off him. Yep. That's schedule related. He's been Bangers good. I would... I would get off Mitchell Creek if I had him. Yeah. It's too much cash. Mate, let's talk about our personal trade.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to report a trade.
1: Mate, do you want to go first?
0: Sure. I have gotten rid of DJ Valentine uh Denzel Valentine. Uh and I've gotten rid of Mitch Creek. So those two out, and I've brought in Anthony Lamb, and I have brought in Zylan Cheetham on my bench. So, um, look, I a uh, bit of disclaimer, I'm probably more focused on the head-to-head now rather than the uh, overall. I'm sitting about 700th and mid-700s or something now. Um, so I think it's, it's going to probably be of more benefit to look at the head-to-head. I've got the buy round this week after winning last week. So I've got that luxury of almost stockpiling trades for two weeks to to try and get my way into that final. So that, that's sort of where I'm at. So it looks a little funky for this week. But look, my, my team at the moment, I've also got Trey Kell and Isaac Humphries in that starting lineup. so And, and McVeigh. So there's a little bit of flavour in there to, to put up a semi-respectable score.
1: What about you, mate? You're still going overall. Yeah, I'm still going overall, um, 450th or something along those lines. Beautiful. Um, I'm going to be trading out Denzel Valentine, and I think I've got to trade out Usher the way that mm-hmm. I've got, you know, your Clarks, your Lambs, your Cheathams, your Rollins, yeah. your Humphreys in the guys that I have in jewels there. Um, yeah. So I'm actually going to bring in DJ3J and uh, Young Lee. Um, okay. I've been chatting about Young Lee for a little while. Um, he's gone Ooh. up in cash a little bit. I don't hate the, I don't love the Young Lee. I honestly am considering going Blanchfield over Young Lee and just banking 100K. Um, that's the decision I'll make throughout the week. Um, but yeah. basically, I'm going to get Young Lee or I'm going to get Blanchfield. Uh, mm-hmm. That will allow me to have DJ3J. Trey Kell and Humphreys on doubles this week.
0: Um, mm-hmm. I'm
1: going to captain DJ 3J, I think. Oh. Um, just, I think so many people are going to captain uh, Trey Kell this week. I think yeah. if he does flop, uh, DJ 3J is probably the most likely to go well. Um, yeah. I'm going to start Anthony Lamb on a single and probably Gary Clark on a symbol, single. Still yeah. sitting Cheatham Frohling, Robinson and Will McDowell White, all guys, are going to be playing doubles to finish the year. Yeah, makes a
0: lot of sense. You've done very well.
1: The uh... what do you think about Young Lee versus Blanchfield? Because yeah. I wouldn't mind just talking about it out loud.
0: Yeah, look, anytime you want to unpack your feelings, that's that's cool. Look, uh, please, I'd be leaning towards Blanchfield. I think what you have got to consider is that extra hundred k and how you can use it. And, look, Hung Lee's been up and down. He's had a couple of games where Gwani Swakala Bullock was out and he got that extended burn. Um, and he had a lot of rebounds. He didn't get that the last couple of weeks. Whereas Blansfield's sort of he's had a block, a steal. He's, he's, he's been across the stat sheet. He's been very aggressive looking for his shot. Um, so, look, what would you say Hung Lee would average? Like maybe 14 and Blansfield would average 9? Like, yep. Is that extra 100K in your pocket worth, let's say, over two games, 10 points
1: compared but what to what am I you I going spend... to next week? When I've got Trey Kel, 378K, Isaac Humphrey, 339K, and DJ Vasiljevic at 288K, what the fuck am I going to spend that 100K on? Like, I can go Trey Kell to Parker Jackson Cartwright straight Ooh. up. I can go Isaac Humphreys to JLA straight up. I don't know what I'm going to spend the 100K on. But, yeah, maybe Blanchfield's in better form than Young Lee.
0: Yeah. But, look, talking about that 100K, there's this really wise guy, and and he he comes out with some absolute pearlers sometimes. And this one time he said to me, because sometimes it's not what you save, it's what you spend. Maybe this is that situation.
1: Um, I, I really thought him. it was, I really thought it was going towards something like Rob's punk going. Young Lee was like a girl you liked in high school.
0: Oh, the stories I could tell, Rob. Yeah.
1: Uh... <laughs> <I like laughs> sometimes you, um... you shouldn't
0: upgrade the older guy that has the car. Look, there's nothing wrong with a brother with a bus pass. Sometimes.
1: I'm with you. Uh, let's go through. I haven't heard your captain yet, so let's go through our captain. We're captain, my captain. We're captain, my captain. Mine's DJ3J, um, and that's a pod move because I think everybody's going to go Trey and I think there's a chance he flops.
0: Mm. Uh, well, I hope you're wrong because I'm going to go Trey Uh It was a tough choice between him and Bwali Bales or Fabian <laughs> Krizlovich on the double, but... Uh... Yeah, look, I'm banking on Trey Kel keeping his form going and, and the Jack Jumpers continuing to leak like a sieve.
1: Nah, sounds good. Let's get straight into some of these questions. It's question time. Let's answer your questions for the week ahead. Mate, um, as always, we've got some really good questions coming through. Um, Rob's punk with the early one. He thinks he's going to roll the dice on Doyle from Parker Jackson Cartwright. Uh, one, because he loves him. And two, because he's a pod to help him get into the top 500. Mm-hmm. Now, I chatted a little bit about DJ3J being a bigger pod this week mm. than Milton Doyle. Probably just Milton Doyle being the bigger name, being the better team. Not playing on Adelaide, but Adelaide are probably a better sub coach team than yeah. Tasmania at the moment. Yeah. I'm just wondering if he could save that 20k and go DJ3J. Mm-hmm. Can you doctor Rob's punk right now?
0: Look, I, I know that comment came through earlier. I'd be interesting to, uh, I'd be interested to see if Rob's punk's changed his mind after. Uh, well, there we go. He, he has changed his mind after you've uh, dropped that matrix truth
1: bomb. Yeah, look, and it's, like, it's not just me throwing numbers out. Like, DJ3J's been good all year. Um, yes, he does probably have a low floor, but so does Milton Doyle at the moment. He's had some ordinary games. He's had some games where he sort of just, would I would you say, just fell back into the shadows a little bit? Look, he's,
0: he's not your normal superstar. He lets the game come to him. And, and sometimes you just feel like he lets the game come to him too much. I so he gets three quarter time and it hasn't come to him. And then he thinks, oh, I should do something. We've seen the last few weeks. Like he had 19 points in the last quarter and took it to double overtime after having, you know, not touched the ball for the first three quarters of the game. So DJ is going to force it a lot more. You know, he's going to, if he hasn't had a shot in the first three minutes of the game, he's going to pull up one dribble over halfway and uh, throw up a prayer. But Look, as great of a player as Milton Doyle is, and I love how he lets the game come to him, sometimes it doesn't work
1: for fantasy. Um, Corey's having a chat about the fact that he wants JLA for the last round but needs Parker Jackson Cartwright at Lamb. Um, and saying that he probably just missed Parker Jackson Cartwright over Lamb, I probably agree with that. But when it comes to getting JLA a week early or whatever, the break-even's only 14. And he mm. is susceptible to a score, honestly, he's susceptible to playing 17 minutes, in yeah. which case he might only score, what, 25 supercoach points. In which case, yes, he does cost you a little bit of extra money, but I don't think it's worth overlooking some guys that are on a double a week earlier than JLA. So I think the yeah. target should be Parker Jackson, Cartwright, and Lamb and then maybe JLA for the last week. But I don't think Humphreys to JLA is going be, to be too bad. Like, honestly, you could just end up nothing someone for the last week to get yourself JLA. He is looking like he is my captain option the last week.
0: Yeah. And look, keep in mind, though, Melbourne are more than likely. Uh, a little bit could play out, and it might keep it interesting between Perth and Melbourne. We know those two are going to finish one and two. Yeah. Keep an eye out in that last round to see if it's a dead rubber. Because if we're not playing for home
1: finals, we're probably going to see Kyle Bowen playing 35 minutes.
0: Yeah, and, that's, you that's, don't
1: that's to, and you don't want to do not do that the week before you want to do that the last week, correct? Yeah.
0: But it's interesting it because Perth and Melbourne are on that double. Uh, I think a lot of these decisions may be ske- uh, uh, ladder-based. Um, because it, it was, it's going to come down to percentage. It's going to come down to, um, you know, head to head and a few of those things for those last couple of ladder positions with some of these teams. So, you know, see what happens there. But if they've got something to play for, these guys will be trying to run up the score to keep the percentage high.
1: Um, Corey had a matchup. He lost by one, but had Cheatham mm. on the bench. Um, and, yeah, just missed out on the double-double from Cheatham, yeah. so that one stung a little bit. Yeah, trouble hurt. Um, really good question. Uh, would you start Kyron Galloway over Lamb or Clark, two-game versus one with Wiley back? The answer for me is no. No.
0: no. Yep. I'm a no as well. 100%. We He broke out when they had no alternative at power forward, and he was great. But. I just don't see them. Look, he may get a little extra burn, but he's not going to be playing 30 minutes with Wiley back. Um, yeah. I think you could pencil him in for 15 and 15. Um,
1: Lamb or Clark are likely to go over 30. No, Sounds good, mate. Um, look, I'm excited about the upcoming week. Um, I think it's Ooh. going to be a big one. Um, I think I'm going to... Tread water while still be in good stead for the upcoming last couple rounds. Mm. Um, I think I've knocked out of most of my head-to-head, and that's probably from focusing on overall. But I just want to put on my bio, maybe a top three hundred NBL SuperCoach mm. player. So I'm doing my well, absolute best.
0: Surely we can both put our uh, Insight Fantasy Community Team uh, contributors Truth-er. top fifty finish.
1: Yeah, insight Make sure community you get into teams the Discord truth-er. this week, guys, and help us out with the trades. Mm. Look, I think I think we've got to wrap this one up. We went a bit longer than expected, but we just get excited about chatting about NBL. Uh, we appreciate everybody coming through, even through the uh, pointy end of the se- season. And um, yeah, you've listened to an Insight Fantasy Sports podcast. Cheerio.